morning. I'm going to read to you uh, Leviticus 11. And uh, if you're a hunter, if you have a set of a couple dogs and a shotgun like I have, this is an interesting lesson. And uh, chapter 11 says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which you shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. These are the beasts you shall eat among all the beasts that are in the earth. And so, we're talking about some barbecue. We're talking about some good meat. We're talking about some uh, wonderful aroma coming out of the fire. And then he says, Whatsoever parts of the hoof and is cloven, cloven footed and choose the cud among the beasts that you shall eat. Meaning the hoof is a very important part of an animal because uh, it has to be trimmed, uh, it has to be cared for, uh, it has to be uh, even in these days, uh, to be treated properly. And so what the Lord was simply saying, that if you have a herd, and you have animals that have a split roof, hoof, then you could eat that. And so in the chapter 11, 12, 13, and 14, there's all kinds of regulations. Now the question is, why is the intent of God to deal with what has a split hoof you eat, which doesn't have a split hoof, you've got to throw it away. What is the intent? What is the idea? Well, you have to first see the heart of the Israelites. They were a nation that for 400 years were slaves. They were people that uh, uh, were... Uh, you're talking about five generations. If a generation of a man is 70 years... Five or six generations in 400 years of people who were slaves and were every single day told what to do. It created an atmosphere of slavery, death, tears, blood, burials, funerals. And this is what uh, the Lord then comes in and begins to teach his people what they should do, what they not should do. So why would you say God instituted the idea of what's clean, what's unclean? Because they had no idea. You know, <laughs> if you're in the desert, and you are in a tent, and, and, and anything passing by, a creeping thing passing by, it goes directly from the floor, the ground, into the frying pan. You know, uh, in other words, you eat what you have. Remember, people who are in jail love cockroaches when it depends on living or dying. And so you have to first see the mentality of the people of God. Now, today the mentality of the people of God are, 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 are totally unrelated to Leviticus 11. And, uh, and I'll explain to you how we see it today, but... Let's take a look at, uh, at verse 4. Nevertheless, these shall you not eat of them that chew the cud. 
you know, cows have two stomachs. You eat, the one, one stays there, the other comes out again, and you chew what comes back, and you put it down, and then, of course, that's the way that, uh, that uh, uh, you feed a beautiful cow. Of them that divide the hoof as the camel. So the camel divides the hoof. But he is unclean unto you, even though he uh, chews the cud. And so, it goes this way, and they begin to mention all kinds of animals that you should not eat. You know, <laughs> uh, for instance, the, the, the hyrax. You know, when we go to Israel and we go to, uh, to uh, uh, El Gedai, which is the mountain where, in the caves where David hid himself uh, uh, from Saul, Saul and, uh, and with uh, 300 soldiers, remember that, 600 soldiers, and if you look at the top of those mountains, there's a, there's a hyrax, a badger. It looks like a big rat. And, uh, of course, that just came to all kinds of ideas because I just came in uh, from Peru. And in Peru, as we were in a little church in the, in the, in the northern area, 15,000 feet high, uh, breathing heavily and, and, uh, and feeling the impact of high altitudes, I remember they served us uh, something called a guinea pig. It's a hyrax. Okay? A badger. It's just a big old rat. And they cooked that. Okay? And they served us. Well, now it's that we're available to do that. But I, I would say God had good taste. Don't, don't eat a hyrax. You know, you don't want that for lunch or for breakfast. Now, did they eat hyrax in the desert? Well, they sure did. They're slaves. They had no food. So, so chapter 11 is, is God working with the mentality of the Jewish nation, telling them what is clean, what's unclean, what is good and what's bad. It's just the beginning of understanding the will of God. The hare or the rabbit, because he chews the cud, but divides not the hoof. It's unclean. Now, remember this. You're talking about a rabbit. You know, and, and, uh, is, is rabbit better than a high wreck? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I'm a cowboy uh, uh, connoisseur. I watch uh, cowboy movies uh, uh, and, and, and channel, channel uh, 113, uh, channel uh, 648, channels 198. Uh, the three channels in my TV that I can get some cowboy movies and, uh, and, and watch that. And one of the things that cowboys eat in the prairie is... Rabbits. I've seen more rabbits this month than, than I've seen anything else. So what do you mean by that? What is good you cannot eat because it has certain qualities. And then, of course, the swine. Oh, oh, that is just impossible. Oh, you know, as we came down from Cusco and climbed the hills of uh, the northern... Uh, northern area of, Israel, of, of Peru, we came down on, on our vans, six vans, or four vans or five vans, we came down and we saw on the left the mountains raising to 15,000 feet, the plain or the golden sacred ground where the corn is produced. And right across the, the, the street, uh, the, the road, was a guy uh, cooking pork. 
in little pieces. You know, he had little pieces all over the grill. And I said, give me one of them. And I, I oh, my goodness, gracious, alive. Hallelujah. Everybody ate. The whole team ended up eating. Well, God is saying to Israel, pig is no good. Cannot eat pigs. And so there's emotions here if you are under the grace of God. Of what is good is not good. But to the people that lived in the desert for 400 years, God had to institute it a way to understand obedience, a test of obedience. Don't do this, do that. Don't do this, do that. It's like, it's like training a horse. It's like training. And if you look at the Jewish mind, it's still today hard as a rock. And yet God instituted this during the time of Leviticus. Now, what, what, what is talking... What am I telling you in Leviticus? It's the year 1490, close to 1500 years before Christ. The Lord is teaching them on what is good, what's not good. The swine, though he divide the hoof and be clothed and footed, yet he choose not the cud. He's unclean. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness gracious alive. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon me. Cannot eat, cannot eat a nice piece of swine flesh that is so good and oh my goodness gracious and then and of course uh, of their flesh you shall not eat and their carcass you shall not touch they are unclean to you so why would the Lord give you specific instructions of this nature when in fact uh, not eat and not to eat what is the mind of God in that sense right now well if you look to chapter 10 of, of uh, I think it's Acts of the Apostles, I think. So go, let's go to Acts chapter 10. If you're with me, you should have found this already. Okay? So let's go to chapter 10. Peter is about to, Peter is, is, uh, is, uh, is probably on a journey. He left Caesarea and about to go to Cornelius. And so he's staying with Simon the Tanner. And uh, Peter went up to the house, stopped to pray about uh, 12 noon. Peter and the house of Simon the Tanner. Simon the Tanner means he, 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 colorful, he colors skins of animals. So, so Peter is coming close to appreciate the Gentiles by getting to know Simon the Tanner. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell in a trance. Preachers do that during lunchtime. You know, you, I, I'm praying, thanking God for the food, and I'm thinking about some other meat, something else, you know, and when in fact in front of me is a horrible, horrible lunch. And, and saw heaven open, and a certain vessel descending unto him, and he had been a great sheet net, knit at the four corners, and let down on the earth. So a large sheet, at the four corners being held, wherein all the manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and fowls of the air. And God said to Peter, Kill and eat. Well, up there in the Old Testament in Leviticus, you couldn't eat. So God simply changing the idea of how to see certain things and put emphasis on the inner holiness of the Holy Spirit and removing the requirements of the law. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Now, rise meaning 
He's kneeling down. Kill means you have to kill before you eat. You have to dispose of the blood. And eat. Sacrifice and eat was the Greek saying. Sacrifice this. Eat. Now, for a Jew like Peter, knowing the Lord and knowing what to do, he responded accordingly. He said, Peter said, Not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is uncommon or unclean. Take a look at Deuteronomy 14 for just a moment. Deuteronomy 14. And I want to read to you a little take of, of Leviticus 11 for you to get an idea. It says, You are the children of the Lord your God. You shall not cut yourselves, nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. The hidden did this. They would cut themselves in order to mourn. And uh, is that right? Did it in 14? And, and for you are holy people unto the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a peculiar people unto himself, above all the nations that are upon the earth. Now Leviticus, Leviticus talks about abstaining from four-footed or split-hoof animals or, or, or those that uh, did not chew the cud. But now suddenly, the word of the Lord is simply saying, I gave you and I'm going to give you my son and I set you apart among all the nations of the, of the world. They were, they were the womb of the Messiah. That's what my Bible says in commentary. They were the womb of the Messiah. Hence all the restrictions. And all the restrictions were done for the purpose and reason which is violated would hinder Israel's very purpose. In other words, when you get to know the Lord, you come in terms with what is clean or unclean. And I tell you, most people don't have any idea of that. You know, I find myself meeting people that inside of their homes have objects that God would not approach that house ever. Meaning the house of God, your personal place, cannot be a filthy place to where you have... You know, I mean, let's take a look. ACDC is a band in America that is well known by every single youth that likes to have hard rock. But they sing lyrics that are belittling the very nature of God. They curse God through their music. And yet you're having a good time with it and joking and playing in your bedroom. And then you pray, God bless your home. You can't do that. In other words, if you're going to bless God, take the demon out at least. Recognize what is clean and unclean will help your life. You know, women, for instance, are, are I've been ministering now for 50-some years. And, I, and, I, and, and this lady came to me and says, I, I, am a, I don't know what it is, Rick. My body is totally out of whack. I've been to the doctor several times. And so I said, if I go to your house, I'll take a barrel full of junk. God will not bless your house, your room, your living room. I remember when Mary Lucy and I were fighting like cats and dogs. I mean, we were just eating at each other. And I finally said, Lord, why am I doing this to my sweet wife. I'm supposed to love her and take care of her and all that. 
And so, you know, when you have cabins at your house, usually the cabin is so high that you can't see what's inside. And so Kroger was giving you, during the Halloween, a little witch on a, on a little piece of pole and a long hat. And so I brought home several of those because it was a gift I thought was cute. And I threw it over there. After I removed it, we never had any fights in the kitchen anymore. So why is God so against a witch? It's because a, a witch be, bewitched a direction in your life that belittles the direction of God and the Holy Spirit. You can't have both. You can't somehow worship God, the Lord of truth and righteousness, and bow before Him, and then you uh, ask somebody else to discern your dream. And so Peter is about to go into a chapter 10 of, of, of uh, chapter, he's, a, he's about to go on, on, on the house of Cornelius. He is, uh, where is Paul, John? Where is Paul? Uh, he's in Joppa. Paul, uh, Peter is in Joppa. And so he's about to be visited by people that came from the house of, of, of Tabitha, Dorcas. And come and, 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 and participate on the resurrection of Dorcas. Remember? Before coming to the house of Cornelius in Caesarea. So God is preparing good old Peter to accept the first meeting ever in the history of Christianity in the house of a Gentile. Because from this point on, the gospel is only in the house uh, of the Jewish. And for the first time, so God is saying to Peter, you know, Peter, you're about to meet a bunch of Gentiles in the house of Cornelius, and I have to prepare your heart because you're, you're a bigot. You really, really, you don't get along with people that are Gentiles. And so, and so suddenly, here is, here is him looking in a dream about all these animals that were unclean. And God says to him, kill and eat. I don't know how many times it went up. I'd say four times. Three times. This was done thrice. Meant to impress the significance. And the vessel was received up again in heaven. And Peter began to doubt in himself that vision. And, uh, and uh, behold, the men which came were sent from Cornelius had made inquire of Simon's house and stood before the gate. Hello, we need to see... This apostle of Jesus Christ called Peter. We come from the house of, uh, of Dorcas over there in Joppa. And we uh, wonder if he can come with us because something she died. And called and asked whether Simon, which was called Peter, enlarged there. While Peter thought on, on the vision, the Holy Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek you. So when you get into... into Leviticus to Deuteronomy 14, the mindset is simply preparing for a test of obedience. Because God removed all of that through Christ. The cross removed all requirements. That's not necessarily, in other words, you can eat chicken, you can eat a high rex, you can eat anything you want. I hope you want. You know, I, I, I don't want to offer grasshopper in my house for a group of people who come to visit me. You know, where do you get this? I just, uh, you know, I like creeping things. Everybody run out the door. Amen? 
Now, these are the beasts that you shall eat. Now, take a look. The sheep. <laughs> oh, I tell you. I, I just, you know, I, I just have, I don't know what it is. But a piece of, uh, what, is, what is the meat that I like, John? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lamb. Mm. Oh, my goodness gracious. When we go to Brazil, you know, I don't eat anything. I'm just waiting for the lamb to pass by. And I get that piece of lamb that, and then they gave me something like a jelly. It's green. I don't know what type of jelly is or what it's made of, but you get a little piece of lamb and mixed with the jelly, and oh my goodness, hallelujah. Ooh, I'm just uh, sitting down there, is praising the Lord Almighty, hallelujah. God is saying, this is good. So in my mind, when I think about a scorpion, it's no good. When I think a lamb, it's good. When I think about hyrax, no good. When I think, when I think about a, a, a corn, a pork, oh, that's very good. In the sense you see what's good and is not good, in the Holy Spirit will convict you that which is no good. You know, I'm on uh, Facebook these days. And I tell you, it's a weird thing. About ten, 6 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock at night, every single woman in Mexico comes in with her behind and begins shaking on the screen. It's an amazing thing. It's just like all the demons of Mexico come out of their rooms and begin posting their facing and propagating their behind. I don't want to see nobody's behind. It's unclean. That's where the doo-doo comes. I, hey, I don't want that. That's unclean to me. I, 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 that's no good for my spirituality, my life, my, my, my sexual life. I want to be pure before the Lord. You've got to make, an, uh, you gotta break, you gotta make, you gotta make decisions what pleases God and what does not please God. You've got to come to that point in your life to where you can discern and say it. Listen, we're in a time in, the, in, the, in America where nobody knows what's clean anymore. It's, it's just a, an unbelievable thing. Uh, let me go. Let, let's take a look in here. The heart, the roebuck, the fowl deer, the wild goat, the antelope, the ox, the wild sheep, and every beast that parts the hoof and clefts and cleaves the cleft into two claws and choose the cud among the beasts that you shall eat. So as you go, and there's more, the swine, the hogs, oh my goodness, the, and also about fish. Look at this. Whatsoever has not fins and scales, you shall not eat. It's unclean. Now, I, <laughs> there's a lot of animals in the sea, a lot of fish in the sea who look weird. I, I, there's something weak about them. Something yik about them. And I decided that what the Lord is saying to, to me is that when you begin to eat the trash of the sea or fish that you've never heard of, you might be hurt. Raven, kite, vulture, Unclean birds, stork, heron, creeping thing that flies is unclean. <laughs> Any creeping things that flies unclean. And, and, and suddenly you are in your kitchen and you look on the floor and there's a creeping thing coming, passing by, you know, in my house. Hello, who invites you to come in here? What you doing here? You know, pow, kill him out in there. In other words, I want to make sure 
that I know what is clean, what's unclean, in, in, in a sense, to adjust myself to the will of God. Nothing like a piece of roast beef. Nothing like a nice filet mignon steak. But anything that creeps on the ground, I don't think I want it. You see, they were so lost. They were so dead. They were so morbid in their lives. They had no purpose that they ate everything that passed by. And in order to raise the value of someone's mind, their mentality, when you see prostitution, it's no good. Why? Why am I against the, 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 the Facebook's concept of, of the 6 o'clock display of everybody's behind? It's because it minimizes the human being that God created. When you minimize a woman, you minimize what God created. And so, you shall not eat anything that dies of itself. <laughs> and I, I, I really thought and said, what do I know of anything that dies of itself? Just, just go to your kitchen and look under the trash. There's some dead people there. In other words, has no value in life. You shall not give it unto the stranger that is in your gates that he, they may eat and you may, may not sell unto the alien for you are a holy people of God. In other words, don't pass your junk to somebody else because you're defiling them and put them down. Uh, uh, if you go to China and you go into one of the supermarkets there that are most distinguished and creative and blessed with all kinds of meat, you're going to find a nice dog parts for sale. God is telling them, don't eat your dog. Don't eat it. It's unclean. Rise yourself above that type of meat. So in other words, what is God is saying? There is an appreciation for the meat that can serve unto the Lord. And there is also an understanding that that's what's unclean and unholy. You should get away from it. Now, he's just, he is presenting animals for you to decide. But we're, we don't have that anymore. So, what type of TV do you have? What type of... Uh, what do you eat to bring inside of your house? How many times you brought things from the... You know, if you go in, in certain parts of America today, you still find in the front door a little, a little human being down there dressed with a nice little red hat and with a color of skin, black, symbolizing a little slave boy that displays in the front yard what you feel about slavery in America. Think about that. I've seen that everywhere. And then I see the same people going Sunday morning to church, sitting on the first pew and praising the Lord. In other words, you despise someone with a dark skin and you praise God thinking that God will accept your offering. Oh, I tell you, don't get me on this. I hope that you were able to understand what I was trying to say to you today. It is the 11th chapter of, of Deuteronomy, the 14th chapter of Deuteronomy, and the 11th chapter of Leviticus. And uh, I hope that you'll be able to read these two scriptures, Leviticus chapter 11, Deuteronomy chapter 14. And uh, I hope that I spoke to you, ministered to you what the Lord is requiring of the Israelites. And then apply it to your personal life.
you know, think of us, think about this. Think about, think about what is unclean right inside of your car. Ooh. What is unclean in your attic? Mm, mm, Jesus, Lord. What is unclean inside of your business? You know, you could have a price for the wealthy, and you could have a price for the black people. And that displeases the Holy Spirit. You should bless equally the poor or the rich and have a holy business before God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I ask you, Lord, that you continue to teach us in that which pleases you the most. We know, Lord, that uh, in the New Testament, to the cross of Calvary, there are no requirements of any kind. There's no sacrifices anymore. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. Died on the cross and took upon himself the sins of the world. We thank you, God. And we ask you that today we'll be able to give in glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Eu vejo o mundo triste, a tribulação.